Welcome. This is One Christian, One Topic. Today, our guest is Liz. Today's topic, the power of faith. Let's get to it. So Liz, how would you describe your faith growing up? My faith growing up was, well, it was kind of like something that we did. We went to church. I was not, I didn't grow up Catholic, but I did grow up going to church. Uh, but I never really had, I would say I wouldn't really, I wouldn't, I didn't have a relationship with our Lord until later on in my life. And growing up, going to church was kind of on the same level as I would say, like going to the movies or going to any other activity that I had. And then once I became like a higher level gymnast, uh, that kind of took over going to church on Sundays. So there was a huge period where I did not go to church at all. And then kind of went back in my teen years. But again, same thing. It wasn't really anything more than an activity that I would do on the Sunday and maybe to please my parents or just because that's what our family did. And then later on, I had gone through some health issues. I had met um, a really interesting guy who was very, very into his faith, very devout Catholic. And um, then I think that's when I kind of like nudged me and introduced me to the Lord. And my relationship with, with the Lord kind of, there was a seed that was planted there at that moment. And uh, yeah. What would be the biggest difference in how your faith is compared to, as you were saying, kind of growing up? What's one distinguishing factor you can highlight? I think the biggest highlight would be that now every thought, every action, every um, decision is made um, from the light of faith, from a standpoint of having faith, of believing in what our Lord has said, believing in what the gospel teaches us. And rooting myself in those truths and then being able to, like, a, yeah, make a decision, make a, uh, take a, take a stance or whatever that may be. It's coming from a position that is rooted in our Lord and rooted in what his truths are. It's very countercultural. If you go with the decisions or what the world is telling you, it conflicts at times and then you wonder, you kind of wonder which, you know, what decision should I make? You know, how should I, how should I treat this, you know, this problem or this, this decision that I have to make? And sometimes if you go with what the world tells you to do, it can lead you, lead you down a whole wrong total path that you don't want to go into. And then if you look at, you know, what the gospel says, what our Lord says, and you actually decide like, you know, maybe I'll give that a try. And then you see that in the end, it's like, well, that made sense. You know, like there's a reason for these, you know, rules and so on. So you're saying at one point, I'm assuming that you've immersed yourself in scripture and in, in the gospels. How does, how did that look like for you? I know that for different people, they do different, they, for example, may do daily readings. They may do more kind of a Bible study, but how does that look like for you now? I think um, it started with, it started with the math. To be honest, I I decided to, like I said, I had I was going through a, a health issue. Um, I had been diagnosed with lupus when I was 16. And then this was my third time that um, my lupus had become active again. And at this point, they were like, you're going to have to do some light chemotherapy because 
at this point, your kidneys, like we've tried medications and we have to try something even stronger now. And I was at a point where I had just met a guy devout Catholic. Um, you know, he just asked me what my relationship with God was and I really didn't have one. And for some reason, I decided like, you know what? He is so calm in any stressful situation. Uh, let me go to math and see what it's all about. And I went to math and that first time I walked into into it was like a basilica like of course I had to walk into a gorgeous basilica here and um I I felt this like soothing calm and just this peacefulness and I just kept going back and then as I was going as I was going back day after day during my lunch break there would be like little bits of scripture that would always like kind of nudge me or speak to me and just be the exact thing that I needed to hear that day and I was like this is really wild and this is really crazy and this is also really beautiful because it was really giving me strength it was really giving me um courage it was making like me understand my purpose and the purpose for me going through this season of life and this period and kind of like maybe I don't fully understand why this is happening right now but I can I can trust that there is a reason to it and there will be, um, you know, there, I will figure it out. You know, I will find the reason one day. Um, but if I can just continue to trust this path because it's been going well and I've been having, a, I've been feeling really calm and peaceful. So then I just continue to go to mass and then I would hear the daily readings and I think it just went from there. And then, uh, I remember I had, I had asked. I had asked him again, you know, like, what can I do to like further my relationship with, with Jesus? Like, how do I, how do I do that? And then, um, he just said, start with by reading the gospels. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I just, I just started. And now, I mean, I still do daily reading, still make that time to, to nourish my soul with some, some good scripture. And it just keeps us, keeps me and our family grounded. So then you're facing this illness, lupus, but then you're kind of also then starting to discover th this new newfound faith. How did that look like in that period? How did you growing into this newfound faith affect that situation? Whenever I have like an issue or something, my husband will always, well, not always, but he often will begin the phrase with, it's like in the Bible when it says, <laughs> so it was one of those points. And he referenced um, uh, a part where they asked Jesus, like, why does, like, who who sinned for this man to have this infirmity? Was it like his parents or was it this? And then Christ just says you know, that he has this so that, you know, so that our father may be glorified in, in him. And then I came to realize during this, this period when I was going through these treatments that this is not like um this is this is my gift from our like the lord has given me this as as a gift for me to glorify him and bring him to the world and share him to the world through this and this is my this is my gift from him so that's kind of like how it just came to be like it just it, it grew like my faith grew even more from from having to do these treatments and really like walking with the lord and and knowing that he was there with me, or he is there with me during anything, during any um, any challenge that I may, you know, face. Here you are right now, spreading that testimony. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how... So he will he will use anything. He will use anything and everything as long as you are open to hearing his voice and responding to his call. Is there any other part of the gospels or the Bible that stood out for you more as you're facing a, a situation? Is there any other part of the Bible that you probably read before, but it wasn't until you're facing a certain situation that you were like, oh, that applies to me or that can empower me right now? I mean, there's, there's so many that come back so often. I remember um, when we had just got married and I had, my husband was for some reason like uh, thinking that, you know, there might be a chance that we were pregnant. We're not, we weren't sure, or I wasn't sure. He seemed pretty sure. And then um, I remember reading the gospel of the day and the, the gospel acclamation was, um, oh, I have chosen you from the world to go and bear fruit that will last. And I was like, oh, well, given that that's the gospel acclamation for today, maybe I should take a test. And then um, lo and behold, we, we had conceived our first child. And then it, it happened again recently, um, and uh, except for it happened again recently, except for this time, unfortunately, we miscarried. And it's the same Bible verse, but it brought just the attention to like bearing fruit that will last, and knowing that you know even though this 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 pregnancy didn't go as like as far as the forty weeks, that that was still that that soul is still fruit that is lasting in you know god's in god's arms just because of your yes so i mean there's just verses like that that will come back to me and then in different seasons of life they will mean different things and i think that's the beauty of scripture and the beauty of how the lord will speak to you wherever you are in your journey as long as you just continue to reach for him reach yeah reach for him and say yes i want a journey I've noticed that you're saying that scripture is speaking to you, but I've also noticed that you said your husband has spoken to you, or in a sense, God has spoken to you through kind of your through husband. Mm-hmm. And so I find that very interesting how you're highlighting the fact that God, God's trying to reach to you in these different ways, and you, you're being attentive to it in, in that message. Are there other, besides scripture, besides maybe your husband, are there other points like that where you're kind of hearing God reach out to you, trying to empower you through other means? I have a friend and she always tells me that our Lord does this game of hide and seek with us. So in in all the challenges of the day, he, he's there. He's there somewhere. He may be hiding, he may be playing that hide and seek game, but it's our, it's our um, I don't know, it's our opportunity to look for the joy in trying to find him in that moment as stressful as picking up Cheerios from the floor again for the like umpteenth time in a row, no matter how many times you tell your toddler that no, the Cheerios do not go on the floor. But just finding him in those moments like that, definitely, definitely my kids bring a lot of light to my relationship with the Lord. Sometimes when they're when they act a certain way, and then I think to myself, I I act this exact same way, like with our Lord, like this is me. Like sometimes, yes, sometimes I have a tantrum with our Lord and this is how I'm acting with him. And so it's kind of like, sometimes it's a reflection, like a, a mirror image of like, oh yeah, this is how I act with our Lord for sure. This is me. But um, I don't know. I don't know. He's he's there and playing hide and seek in the little moments of the day. It's uh, just a question of finding him and finding how he, asking yourself how he wants you to respond with love. 
I've understood my relationship with God as a parent-child relationship. Whereas, you know, even as I read scripture, you know, I realized probably um, in the Old Testament, God was trying to form uh, his people. They were just beginning that infancy toddler stage where a lot of that was just kind of uh something that we as people we as humanity go through a stage of rebellion of not understanding and so the way god has spoken in those early periods is the way kind of a parent would speak to a young child and it's not until uh, we as people of god mature that god begins to kind of speak to us in a more kind of mature way so that we can begin to understand things Mm -hmm. so that's for me, it has been helpful for me to kind of open up in terms of sometimes, you know, people may classify the Old Testament God as as different from the New Testament God. But I feel it's pretty much the same God, but just in terms of where we are in mat- maturity yeah. that we kind of understand God differently. Yeah, he'll, he'll meet you where you are always, whether you're like in the beginning stage of your journey with him. I think just like the liturgical year itself brings us to to go deeper with him, challenges us to go deeper with him every step of the way. I want to go back to your mentioning experiencing certain things with your children in your life. And then, you know, you're saying that faith, you know, help kind of you see things differently as you're picking up Cheerios, you're kind of trying to still <laughs> realize that God is still there. But I don't, I don't think that's takes away from the in the moment experience of it, the frustrations, the, the pain, the other emotions how do you describe that point where you're still feeling this challenge, you feel still feeling the struggle, you're still feeling this weariness, frustration, but how, how would you say those two kind of converge your faith with the actual in the moment feeling emotions? Because I think that may be falsely portrayed where mm-hmm. if I'm faithful, then I no longer, I'm always joyful. I'm always happy. Yeah. There's no sad feelings, which I really don't think it's actually the case. But for you, how, how would you merge those two forces? I would, um, I would say like, yeah, no, I mean, you do, as a person and like any person of faith, you will still have those human emotions. You'll still be angry. You'll still get frustrated. You'll still be sad. And it's so, I mean, it's, it's fine to be in those emotions and it's fine to feel those emotions. What I would, what I would encourage is to bring Christ into those emotions and know that he's there with you in those emotions and know that not only is he there, is he, he knew you would have like, he would, he knew you would go through this event. He knew you would go through this challenge. He knew you would come up to this point and have to face this. Um, but he, he promised that he will be there. And so I would just encourage that, like to invite him into those, into those moments. I think that that's one thing that really helped me go through, you know, like the, the passing of our, our daughter, um, just to like look at the, a crucifix and know like, Lord, you of all people understand this pain. Look at Mary and be like, Mother Mary, you of all people understand this pain. And know that I'm not alone in this pain and that um, if I invite them into this moment, you know, I can hold fast to the, you know, like the resurrection, that there is that there is something beyond this, this point. And our Lord promises a, a, a beyond this point. And he shows us that there is resurrection and there he shows us that there is light after the darkness. So I would just encourage that. Like, that's my, that's my thing is to, if, if there's a challenge and if I feel like I'm struggling, then I need to 
come back, come back to the basic, come back to um, the sacraments, come back to confession, because uh, there's always going to be that pull to try to get you away from, from our Lord. And then just to deeply root yourself in him and, and stand firmly with him. And I think you'll, I think you'll make it like strong. You'll, you'll come out even stronger after any challenge. That's, I mean, that's what I believe. And that's what's been, that's what the Lord has sort of shown me. So I can't, uh, I would, I don't know if somebody asked me, I'd probably just be like, I don't know, give it a try and see, you know, taste and see. What's some of your go-tos? And I know there's different situations, different scenarios, but if you're facing something, whatever it may be, what's your go-to? For example, are you in the moment removing yourself from that situation and going to corner prayer? Are you dealing with it? And then at night, kind of what you mentioned, I had that image as you were mentioning, you know, look, staring at the crucifix, thinking of Mary, or are you, I'm not sure if this is what you implied, but are you then rushing towards that evening or that weekend towards confession? As you're in the moment facing whatever situation, how do you specifically deal with it in that moment? I think it's like an in the moment, in the moment thing. Like we are a Catholic family, so we have a crucifix in every room. We have, you know, we try to have pictures of Mary every, you know, in every room. Um, and it's just those reminders and just those having those little, um, uh, in French, you'd call it a point de repart. So it's like a focus point um, that you can turn to uh, during the day, you know, and then even even if we're not, you know, like my children will hear me say, like, just blurt out a, you know, prayer of like, like, Lord Jesus, I don't know what you want, or what are you trying to teach me here? But like, please help me, you know, like, they'll just hear me like blurt out something like that, if I'm like, really struggling with them in a moment. Um, or if they, you know, like, unzip their jacket for the third time when I'm trying to get them out the door. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's helpful that we have so many so many reminders in our house. And um, I, I guess that's more of a bit in the moment kind of thing. You just reminded me during reconciliation confession, one of the priests gave me a card that said the surrender prayer. It's just a simple thing that says, oh, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. And it says, pray 10 times. Yeah, that's something that I kind of just, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. And it's been helpful at times. I can believe I that. Like, pray that every day throughout the day, for sure. Yeah, it was very kind of helpful, especially in that situation where it was just like, you know, there's this prayer where you can just say 10 times and think on that, meditate on it and live it. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you. I just want to, I want to, I forgot this question. Thinking back on, on your life. What have you learned about yourself because you remained faithful or you grew in faith? I think I've learned a lot that I'm stronger than I think. Um, I don't give myself enough credit for that. And I think that I've learned that I have a voice. Our Lord has given me a voice and I do him harm not to share that part of me. I think, I think that's what I've learned. I've always been kind of reserved in not wanting to, or just make shy, I don't know, maybe, but um, there's a lot, there's a lot that you have to share. Um, and I think that uh, there are a few people who know me. And I think that when I don't share that part of myself, then I'm, yeah, I, I'm, our Lord becomes sad that I'm not sort of 
sharing the 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 beautiful creation, like the beautiful child that he's brought into this world to be shared and to, you know, to glorify him, obvious, like, like, obviously, yeah. So that's something that I try to work on and try to uh, come out of my shell a little bit more with uh, just to share myself and to be myself and know that, you know, the Lord has given me gifts and talents that are meant to glorify him. I think that's one thing that, I, that I've learned and still at times struggle with, but um, try to try to overcome that, uh, um, not fear, just I don't know what it is. I guess shyness or I don't know what other word to use for it, but just knowing that the Lord has given me talents and gifts that are meant to be shared um, in order to glorify him. Well, I will say that how I came across you was actually that Lent video you did where you reflected on one of the scripture readings and your joy, your message, your faith was very inspiring. That's uh, you, you, good. I was like, wow, that person seems very <laughs> to God. And even you touch upon in that video that even in the midst of a tragedy struggle, you still had this, I want to say joy, but that's the only word that comes to my mind. And I said, that's, that's a Christian to regardless of what the world may put us through we still are connected to God and can shine forth God's light. So it's very fun that you would say that you hold back at times going, like, wow, because when you don't, you have a very great testimony, even now as we're as you're sharing in this conversation. Well, I always I, I do think there's always a beauty in in the darkness. There's always like the Lord is always there shining his light and he's he's not gonna let his, you know, he's gonna do whatever he can to not let your light go out. And um, yeah, we just have to hold fast to, to him and journey with him. Trust that, you know, trust that we are his children. He is our loving father. Like what, what father wouldn't want like the absolute, absolute best for their child, even if it means, you know, disciplining them or, uh, you know, having to take a, a harder route to teach them a lesson. You know, it's out of love and it's out of um, wanting the best for us. I think we each hold that ability to speak God's word, God's message to others. And I guess the same way your your husband spoke that faith message to you, I guess you mm-hmm. too can also do, or are doing that. You are doing that and kind of you're sharing your uh, testimony. So there we go, full circle. <laughs> I just want to make sure I get these questions that I ask all my guests at the end of the interview. The first question is, what is one scripture verse or part of the Bible that really resonates with you? And why? Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot of verses. We have, um, uh, when our daughter passed away, we created like a, a, a coat of arms for our family. And that scripture verse on there, on that coat of arms, is um, seek first the kingdom of, of heaven. Um, so that's one that's big for our family. Um, uh, there's so many for me that kind of touch base. Um, I know there's, when I was first diagnosed with lupus, for some reason, you know, my, 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 my dad didn't really have anything to say. So he had just um, photocopied a page from his Bible and it was Psalm 103. And it just, uh, I remember putting that in my high school graduation blurb as just my little, I don't know, what people from high school could remember would be my Psalm 103 was another one that hit me. And, um, I remember, do you ever see in the stores, they have sometimes those like 
cards with your name on it and it's like what your name kind of like the root of your name or what it means and like this little scripture verse with it so I had one of those that I I don't even know if I I might still even have it in my wallet but someone had given it to me and it said like Liz devoted one Psalm 34 and it just said bless the Lord I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall forever be on my lips so that one has also stuck with me and of course, like the standard Philippians, like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me is another big one that I that I hold hold dear to my heart as well. There's so many. I mean, can't just have just one. <laughs> the whole no, thing. The whole thing. What is one word or a couple of words that you would like God to use in describing you? Oh, I would I would hope it would be something like loyal or devoted or faithful yeah maybe something like that like I don't want to I want to be able to say that whatever life threw at me I will not I will not um I will not leave his side that's what I want to be able to say at the end of you know my days. I want to be able to say that I I um I held fast and I I I I stuck with him because he stuck with me always so maybe, yeah, maybe something like loyal or devoted. Is there any last comments uh, you feel we left out? You want to add anything you want to promote or like others to support or any final message? Definitely yeah. would be open if you had any listeners who wanted to reach out or who were in need of support. You know, if they thought I could help in any way, I would definitely be willing to lend a hand or help a person walk in their faith or grow in their faith. I'm very open and very like willing to, to do that for someone. No, thank you. I appreciate that. And I feel like sometimes maybe the first step is just hearing someone else talk about things, talk about their struggles and, and even, I guess, even talk about their faith, I feel can empower other folks. So I, I, that's why I appreciate this topic. I appreciate this episode. I appreciate you uh, because even just speaking on it, I feel like sometimes people need to hear that and hopefully there is folks who may not be ready to have that conversation but maybe they do have that conversation internally of what kind of just be inspired be Mm -hmm. just just know they're not they're not the they're not the only ones who may feel that they're struggling with things they may not be the only ones asking those questions to themselves or you know someone has been through it the journey somebody has been through that journey you're never alone in what you're experiencing we shouldn't paint a faithful Christian as well struggle, well pain, well suffering. I think it's the opposite. We should, as we do with kind of the crucifix, say, even with this, even with what the world has thrown at us, we still have life in God and Jesus. And if, even like you read, oh, so many saints have gone through so many struggles and, you know, yet they, you know, so long as they remained, you know, rooted in the lord they were they came out on top you know they found uh, they found the strength they found the beauty in the darkness they found whatever they needed and our lord was there to guide them and to encourage them and to be with them as they journeyed through their struggle you know we're not uh, we're not immune to to tragic events or to illness or to anything we just have a different i guess we just have a different way of approaching it and that's through the lens of faith And faith was the focus of this episode. So thank you, Liz, for providing your insights and voice. 
And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we hope you subscribe to listen to upcoming episodes and continue sharing this podcast. God bless us all.